The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Would you believe that it's going to be almost 90 next week? <laughs> this weather is nuts. I mean, come on. Uh, turn the air conditioner off, turn it on, turn it off, uh, whatever. We'll get through it. Good morning and welcome to the show. It's, it's our usual weekly get-together called Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, right here, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us and good to be back again here on the show. Uh, today we have our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, we will have... Uh, Monica Haynes, she is the director of the Mission Center, and that's the call center at uh, at Recovery Centers of America. So that'll be coming up later on in the show. But before that, we are going to talk about the next president of the United States, and that is Ron DeSantis, my buddy, <laughs> my boy. Well, maybe someday he's going to be president. But right now, I'm sure that by now you've heard that DeSantis flew dozens of illegal immigrants to, of all places, Martha's Vineyard. Now, do you know that's like that's like the bull in the china shop? I mean, Martha's Vineyard hobnobbing with the rich and the famous and all of that. And illegal immigrants <laughs> in the midst of all of that. I mean, it, it couldn't have, he couldn't have picked a better place to send those immigrants there. So, you know, that's the swanky resort. And it's for New Englanders and New Yorkers and so on and so forth. DeSantis did this in response to the tactic of sanctuary destinations. In other words, uh, okay, keep you. those illegals out of our backyard and put them in yours. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this was a brilliant, brilliant move. Yeah. This is, of course, in response to Biden's failured, uh, failured border policies. Now, this this is, uh, of course, state representatives representing Martha's Vineyard talked about how they are opening their hearts to all these people. Martha's Vineyard is an island uh, whose uh, wide regional management said in a statement that approximately 50 individuals originating from Venezuela landed at Martha's Vineyard Airport seeking shelter. So they established the shelters for these people with additional space available in case further arrivals occurred. So this is the situation. Oh, by the way, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, he did the same thing before before these, uh, before DeSantis did it. But not that DeSantis copied him, but that's what he did. And Greg Abbott began busing thousands of migrants to Washington right in front of Kamala Harris's house. 
I love it. Both of them. Hey. In April and recently, he added New York and Chicago as destinations. Ship them to New York. Ship them to Chicago. Ship them to anywhere but where they are now. And that's what that's what is happening. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey has been busy making uh, the migrants go to Washington since May. So these three governors and DeSantis, of course, is the leader because he took a plane and he spent 12 million dollars of Florida's money to ship them there. So I (laughs) I mean, this is great because he is saying Biden you say, you brought these people here. Now it's up to us to bring them to you. And that's what happened. So he's taking, DeSantis taking this strategy to a new level by using planes and choosing Martha's Vineyard as the destination. I mean, and of course, you know, the Democrats are all using using these poor, illegal immigrants as pawns. And that's ridiculous because they're not pawns. I mean, what's wrong with us when we have to take all of these people in, let anybody in? That's the Biden policy. Let anybody in. What's wrong with them coming here legally? What's wrong with that? I mean, my grandparents came here legally, and yours did too. So what what are we doing here? So the move, of course, is uh, delighting to Santa supporters, of which I am one, uh, because they deride Democratic-led, immigrant-friendly sanctuary cities. Again, the sanctuary cities. On the other hand, as I said, critics say he is weaponizing immigrants as a political pawn. And I say, bull. DeSantis for president. That's all I can say. By the way, the Florida, I I said this, they appropriated $12 million to transport them. Good for Florida and good for this country. I think, I think more of these governors, or the Republicans anyway, should take a page out of the DeSantis playbook. I mean, what are we doing? What We have to pay for these people? And, you know, Martha's Vineyard has, they're, they're opening their arms and they're, oh, oh, oh they're going to have shelters and this and that. And, I mean, they're catering to these people. <laughs> I don't mind catering to a group such as this. But, I mean, isn't this ridiculous? More and more and more people coming into this country. I mean, Biden has just let anybody in. And and what are we doing? That's, that's, all, that's all I got to say. Let's bring in Seth Grossman and... and Let's see what he has to say, because, Seth, (laughs) uh, you've been saying this all along and I've been saying this all along. We came here legally. Our our ancestors came here legally. But I mean, this is this is really ridiculous. What do you say? 
Well, ironically, I'm calling you from Florida right now. I'm in Palm Beach County uh, visiting my uh, my two uh, toddler uh, grandchildren and my uh, daughter and son-in-law. Uh, so I'm, I'm living in Florida, landed at Fort Lauderdale Airport. It's beautiful here. They have a free bus from the airport to the train, beautiful train from Fort Lauderdale up to West Palm. I mean, it just Florida is a wonderful place to live. But I guess uh, to talk about libertyandprosperity.com, because I always mean to talk about nine things and get to three things. So <laughs> yes. anything I don't get to, I uh, just go to libertyandprosperity.com or sh- uh, show up at Sal's at Groveland Avenue and New Road in Summers Point, where at 930 the meeting will start. Uh, just a breakfast discussion to talk about the same stuff that you talk about on uh, Talk with a Purpose. But, but before I begin, uh, just at the top of the hour... The Fox News and even Fox Radio News gives the same propaganda that the left media routinely gives. They were talking about uh, migrants being uh, taken to, uh, you know, to Martha's Vineyard. They're not migrants. A migrant is like the old uh, American Indians that would follow the buffalo and yeah. go from place yeah. to place. Yeah. These are not <clears throat> migrants and they're not immigrants. And they're not illegal immigrants. They are what they call illegal aliens. They are foreigners who broke the law to enter this country. And it, it, it's um, important to understand how by manipulating the language, you manipulate the argument. Because if you say, oh, migrants have come to America, uh, what are we going to do about them? Well, we have to take care of them. But if you would say illegal aliens came to America, you'd say, oh, they're here illegally. We'll send them back where they came from because they have no business being here. And there's a reason why we have these laws. Uh, America debated for 50 years between basically uh, uh, 1870 to 1920, uh, 40 or 50 years, uh, as to whether to let anybody who wanted to come to America into the country. And after a 50-year debate, uh, Americans, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, unions, management, all agreed that America could not absorb every poor person in the world, that the frontier had closed. And there were two reasons why we could not let everybody in the world who wanted to come to America into this country. One was the frontier had closed. We didn't have any room. We couldn't afford to sustain uh, everybody in the world, because America was such a wonderful place because of our liberty, because of our constitution, because of our Judeo-Christian values, we had a better lifestyle than anyone else in the world. So, of course, everybody wants to come here because it's easier to come to somebody else's uh, success. But America, the Statue of Liberty, is standing there with its torch facing the rest of the world, not to say everybody come here for a better life. It's like If you want a better life, just embrace our Constitution. Just embrace our principles of liberty. Just embrace our Judeo-Christian values of love thy neighbor as thyself. And you could have the same successful life in your country that we have over here. So that was one reason. And the second reason is practically America as a country has to be a country of shared values. People who speak the same language communicate with each other have the same goals, same uh, ideas, uh, because if you don't, if you have what they call multiculturalism, then you're not going to have a country. You're going to have people voting for their particular tribe, their particular uh, ethnic group, 
and 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 you're not going to have one American culture. So uh, we we figured out years ago that the most immigrants America could accept and still be a country was a hundred thousand uh, a year, and uh, and suddenly in the 1960s, uh, Ted Kennedy changed the law and said instead of a hundred thousand legal immigrants, it'll be four hundred thousand legal immigrants. Then they said on top of that, we'll have uh, asylum, we'll have refugees, we'll have emergencies from hurricanes in the Caribbean. And now uh, Joe Biden has said we're going to let everybody in. So he's making a mockery of the law. Yes. And as long as we don't use the term illegal alien, as long as we don't say the solution is to remove these people from our country as quickly as possible, uh, then we're, gonna, we're not going to have a country. And it's a darn shame for our kids and grandkids because our parents and grandparents made such sacrifices to give us the lifestyle that we have. And for us to ruin our, the futures of our children and grandchildren, it's, it's unspeakable. So that's, that's just talking about the top of the hour news. Yeah. Um, the, the second thing in the news that bothered me is the top of the news, they're talking about hurricanes in Puerto Rico five years ago. This is Fox News. Why are they talking about hurricanes in, in, in Puerto Rico five years ago? Because the agenda, the climate change agenda is we have to have smart meters. We can't use electricity. We have to build these useless wind turbines and solar panels, and we have to uh, ride bicycles uh, in the rain to work, and we have to you know, live uh, the lifestyle of the Middle Ages. Why? Because of climate change. And guess what? Uh, here we don't have any hurricanes this year. So uh, people would, if, we, if they say, if they would honestly report, hey, uh, the experts predicted the worst hurricane season ever. And here this year, we didn't have a single hurricane. Not one, no. The top news story should be the experts don't know what they're talking about because they're <laughs> promoting this political agenda. But instead, the story in the news is, oh, we had bad hurricanes five years ago. So <laughs> I mean, going on? That, that, that's, really, that's really funny, isn't it? I mean, if, yeah. if it wasn't true, you'd have to laugh at it. I mean, it, it's, really, it's really astounding. It's pathetic. Uh, but, but really, the, the main thing I want to talk about is what's, what's going on in Ocean City, New Jersey, with the, uh, the new uh, curriculum. And I say the issue is in Ocean City, New Jersey, but really the issue is in every single school district in New Jersey. Yes. It's in Pleasantville, Northfield, uh, Summers Point, Egg Harbor Township, Hamilton Township, uh, Upper Ta Township, you name it. Uh, but it's only, we're only talking about Ocean City because only Ocean City is pushing back. And the real issue is uh, the Murphy administration is pushing this uh, what they call um, student uh, education standards uh, for every public school district to adopt. And basically, uh, Ocean City narrowly agreed to adopt them, but there's still opposition. There's a school board election in November where you have three candidates fighting to reverse that decision. You've had 13 school districts in New Jersey rejected uh, those standards, but every other single uh, school district you hear is quiet. So the only conclusion I could draw is that they just adopted them quietly and none of the parents knew about it. Yep. And that's the way it is. So yep. if you're a parent, if you're concerned about your schools, find out if they were adopted. And, and, and let me just tell you what they are. Uh, the sex standards, and I, I talked about this last week, are only part of it. Do you think it's a good idea to tell uh, three-year-old girls, well, if you really think you might want to be a boy, 
Uh, you ought to you know, talk to your teacher about it, and then maybe your teacher could send you to Planned Parenthood, and they could put you on hormones. Uh, and then when you get to be 13 or 14, they could do surgery to remove your breast. This is the absolutely sick stuff that, that is buried in this curriculum. Yes. The other thing that's buried in, uh, again, kids who are in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, they have enough problems dealing with so many issues uh, going on in life. And the parents have so many problems uh, with discipline and, and getting their kids to do the right thing. Do you really want to inject sex and sexuality into that in, in fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade? Not at that um, age, no. Especially, no. Uh, and especially the, the idea of introducing the concept of anal sex oh. to seventh graders. Oh, I mean, oh. why are, why are they do, doing that? And I'm not even going to ask uh, why they're doing that. And I just think it's heroic that you had uh, uh, in, in Ocean City, Robin Schaefer, Kathy Panico, Liz Nicoletti, running for school board to reverse that. But the question shouldn't be, uh, not, it's a great job they're fighting in Ocean City, but why aren't they fighting in any of the other school districts? Yes. There are 600 yeah. school districts, and this has only become an issue in about 14 or 15 of them. So that's the good news, Ocean City's fighting back. Now, but, the bad news is... is uh, none, of, none, of the, none of the rest of them are fighting back. That's what you're saying. None of the rest of them. Uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. It, it is a problem. And then there's another problem in Ocean City that I'm really sad to report about. Uh, you know, one of my one of the great Republican uh, president who is uh, re- really, uh, you know, maligned. And there's a street in, in Margate named after him, Warren Harding. And his famous quote was, my enemies, I could deal with them any day of the week. But my friends, my blankety blank friends, they're the ones that keep me walking the floors at night. And, 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 that, and that happened in, in Ocean City. In Ocean City, uh, a well-meaning group of parents um, in, invited a, a speaker to uh, the rally. And the speaker they invited was a guy called Sean Hyland, who's just an excellent speaker. He's always on point, uh, very persuasive, always sticks to the facts. But he was unavailable that night. So some parent got the bright idea. Why don't we invite a guy called Greg Quinlan? And, and Greg Quinlan, Quinlan is just, uh, uh, just a, a jerk. And, and I, I can't think of a self-absorbed jerk who, uh, who for various reasons could not fit in in any other Main Street group. He calls himself a reverend, but he doesn't have a church. He's basically a two-person organization. And he gave a just a hateful, ignorant speech, uh, you know, denouncing gay people and saying he was a Christian, just this horrible speech. And he played right into the hands of the teachers union and everybody else who said that the parents who care about this curriculum are just a bunch of bigots and haters. Uh, and this Greg Quinlan uh, was the useful idiot who, who opened up the door. So my message of hope for the people of Ocean City and the parents of Ocean City don't let one jerk ruin a good movement. Stick to the facts, and you'll end up winning. So I just had to bring that point out. Um, you know, I, I just can't. You know what it reminds me also of? Uh, remember, uh, we're old enough to remember a movie called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh yeah. Kid. Oh yeah. Yes. And, and, and there was a there was a scene in that movie where they're having a big rally to support the Spanish American War. Yes. And then suddenly. 
some guy gets on the podium with a bicycle and he starts saying how wonderful the bicycle is. And somebody says, well, what the heck does a bicycle have with the Spanish-American War? And, and, and of course, the guy says, well, you, you got a good crowd here, so why waste it? You know, let me sell a few bicycles here. And, and that's exactly what yep. Greg Quinlan did. You know, he, he was invited to help the parents, but instead of helping the parents, he, he was there to sell his own bicycle, uh, which was just a hateful and ugly bicycle. Uh, and, and you just, you know, have to recognize that and, and don't let... Uh, you know, that jerk ruined up your movement. So that's my uh, my one comment on that. Uh, I, I, and I just, uh, yeah, go ahead. What else do what else you have to, to share with us? Well, one thing, I, I, I don't want to let September 11th go by without telling two stories about, you know, the, the, uh, the tragedy of September 11th because uh, we had ceremonies on Sunday. And remember, it wasn't a tragedy of September 11th. America was attacked uh, on, on September 11th, and there are just two little-known stories that I'd like to share with you. Uh, there's such an Atlantic City connection to September 11th because uh, uh, you know one of the pilots of, of uh, the plane that 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 crashed into the World Trade Center, of course, was Vince Saracino from Atlantic City, and of course, uh, an FBI agent, uh, John O'Neill, was also killed in the towers. Uh, that day because he was trying to warn for years uh, the FBI about the danger of these Islamic terrorists who were going to, uh, as you remember, uh, September 11, 2001, that was the second attack, not the first attack. And a lot of Americans have forgotten that. A lot of Americans forget that the same people uh, who attacked the uh, World Trade Center on September 11th tried to topple the World Trade Center in 1993 yes. when Bill Clinton was president. Yes, I remember. Uh, and I remember. They, they set off a, a, tr- a truck bomb underneath the World Trade Center. And by pure luck, we found out who they were. And the luck was uh, that the terrorists were so greedy, they wanted to get the $150 deposit back on the truck they used, the rider truck they used to blow up the World Trade Center. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when they tried when they tried to get their deposit back, uh, they found that the uh, the remnants of that truck they they said the truck was stolen. They found the the, the serial number of the truck. They found it on the tailpipe uh, when they, in, in the garage that they tried to blow up, and it turned out that they found out that the terrorists were uh, in uh, in Pakistan, and, and that's a, a, a whole uh, story as to why the center of uh, of the of the Al Qaeda was in Pakistan. And, and, and that goes back to the fact that, uh, that these Wahhabi extremists in Islam, we, we, we know that Wahhab came from Saudi Arabia, but we forget that his close associate, a guy called Shah Waliullah, came from Delhi, India, and that the same extremism that you had in Saudi Arabia, you also have that in India and Pakistan, which is why um, uh, that area in Afghanistan became a, a center of terror. But to, to, but to, to go to the Atlantic City angle, uh, when they found out that the, that the mastermind of, of that 1993 terror attempt, uh, had, had gone to Pakistan, the FBI agent who they sent to bring him back was a, a guy called Chuck Stern. Now, Chuck Stern grew up in Atlantic City. His father was a dentist called Malin Stern, had his office on Pacific Avenue, 200 block of Pacific Avenue. And that's how I got to talk to him and his dad about the whole story. 
So anyway, when he went to, to Pakistan to pick up the, uh, this terrorist and bring him back to America for trial, he actually won the confidence of that guy. Say, well, you could tell me off the record what happened. And for like 11 hours on the plane, this terrorist confided in Chuck Stern, the FBI agent from Atlantic City, every detail as to you know why they attacked the World Trade Center in 1993, what they did, uh, how they miscalculated the explosives they needed to, um, to, to destroy the building, how they had been working for years to perfect the technique, uh, how they were thinking about using airplanes, every single detail that terrorist told to Chuck Stern on that plane ride back from uh, uh, Pakistan in 1997. And in fact, when they landed in New York, uh, uh, the, the terrorists actually pointed at Chuck Stern and said, yeah, this is, what we, this is how we're going to do it for the next time. Chuck Stern was so horrified, he went to everybody in the FBI to try to tell them, uh, you know, this is a danger, this is where the focus is, this is what we've got to do, completely ignored. Uh, and, and so the FBI was completely surprised. Uh, and, and there's the Atlantic City angle. You not only had John O'Neill, who died at the World Trade Center, and he was basically kicked out of the FBI because of warning of the danger of this Islamic terror, but you also had Chuck Stern of Atlantic City. So I just thought you might want to know that particular angle, and, and, and it's, it's a shame that, that there is no conversation on that. Good stuff, Seth. Anything else? And... Uh, uh, just uh, the, the quick thing, uh, bail reform, we see all these crimes being committed, and the uh, New Jersey Republican Assembly website is saying uh, it's horrible that we have this bail reform uh, that lets the criminal out in the street as soon as we lock him up. Well, Republicans, how come not a single Republican is making uh, a, a, a legislation and proposing resolution, uh, legislation to put the, the, the question back on the ballot so the voters can reject uh, the bail reform that we idiotically adopted in 2015. So Republicans have to stop complaining about stuff. Uh, they got to start doing stuff. And, and I guess the final point I want to bring up is, you know, with the, uh, the, the lawsuit that Liberty and Prosperity brought against the state to make the casinos pay the same taxes as everybody else, and uh, the state, the empire striking back, the state has filed papers to stay the victory that I had and overturn that decision. That's going to be heard on October 7th. Uh, but what's really interesting is that the state keeps saying, we've got to protect the casino industry. We've got to protect jobs. Uh, our economic future depends on, a, uh, on the uh, casino industry. They need a special break. And if you read the press of Atlantic City, what's the big story today? All these other businesses that are going out of business. Yep. Voltacos in Ocean City. Yes. Gaspari's restaurant in Egg Harbor Township. Yes. Ward Pastries in Ocean City. Yes. Dozens and dozens of family businesses that have been successful business models for generations suddenly going out of business. And, and when they go out of business, it's not just that the family is tired of, uh, of doing it because a family business, you know, usually doesn't last more than two or three generations. Right. The real tragedy is these families spend generations building up a business and nobody wants to buy it. Yeah. Nobody wants to take over an existing successful business because they don't see a future in New Jersey. So why is it that the politicians uh, think that 
that one casino is more important than hundreds and hundreds of small businesses who, if you add them all together, employ just as many people as the casinos. So that's the final point, libertyandprosperity.com. Meeting right now. Uh, I'm not going to be there because I'm in <laughs> West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, but I will be back next Saturday. Good stuff. Uh, welcome back again, John, and yes, uh, thank, thank you, you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thanks for filling in for me. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. The meeting starts at 930. Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on Groveland Avenue at the, a new road in Summers Point. And that's uh, that's the way it is. This is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Matt, Bob, Craig, and maybe you. When we get back, more Talk With a Purpose after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. And as usual, the leadoff hitter is here. Matt in AC. Good morning, Matt. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, Coach Tomasio. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. You, you feeling better? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Each day gets a little bit better. Yes. Thank you. All right. Man. Roll with the punches, buddy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, this immigrant thing, let me tell you something. These illegal aliens, what DeSantis did was spot on, man. Yep. It yep. made the whole Democrat, the whole Democratic Party's heads explode. Yep. Pretty much explode. Okay? But let me give you the rest of the lineup, Coach, because it's not over. Let okay. me tell you where the rest of the planes are going to go. Okay. Because it's not over. Okay. First one's, first one's going to New York State, right outside of the Clinton. Uh, compound. That's where that one's going. 
The second uh, one's going. The second one's going to San Francisco, right in front of Pelosi's company. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The third one's going to Washington State in front of Kamala Harris's compound. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Schumer will get one. Yeah, uh, sure. You never, you never know what they're going to do. And and Abbott's going to keep busting them to Chicago and Washington and New York. Period. <laughs> that's, hey, listen, it's appropriate. It's it's definitely very appropriate. I mean, that's they they get what they deserve. I mean, they're the ones that let yeah. them in. So. Why not? Hey, I like the one where uh, who who is it? Somebody said they're going to send them to Biden's beach house. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. That's that's right. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Well, now listen to this. the whole The whole thing backfired on them anyway. You know why, John? Why? Uh, they did a poll, and you know what Trump's numbers are with Hispanics now? What? Over forty percent. Wow! Wow! Uh, because, because the real uh, uh, immigrants, not illegal aliens, the people that did it legally, uh, they are not happy. They yeah. had to go through. You know, it takes years and years to actually, you know, get your American citizenship. You guys yes. jump through hoops. Yes, but you do it in, in increments. You know, yeah, it can take upwards of nine years to get your citizenship. So they went through all this. And they're not happy that these people are just walking in here and, you know, and they don't have to do nothing. Yeah. You know, that's right. That's right. They're, it's backfiring on the Democrats. They're, they're not very intelligent. I no. must say. No, I, 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 I don't think they are. I, I, you know, and I don't believe that they they think they're doing anything wrong. I mean, they, they, oh, wrong. we're we're just letting people in. Uh, they, and remember when Trump, when he first got into office, he uh, he did this no no immigrants from uh, certain countries and they, oh how could he do that it's disgraceful and come on you know th yep. that's how Trump got elected Matt thanks for the call appreciate it <sighs> boy this I I love what the Sanders did I I really do uh, coming up on a break we have Bob and then we have Craig and maybe you. At 609-407-1450. Talk of the Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM. We're coming back with more in just a moment. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Master Elite Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll, we'll show, show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. 
Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Sun and areas of high clouds today, a pleasant day with a high of 80, then becoming mainly clear tonight with a low of 62. Sunshine tomorrow, high on Sunday, 85. Then next week, Monday, will be partly sunny and very warm with a high of 88. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holdren on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to Talk with a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, right here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. And, of course, you can like us on Facebook, at Talk with a Purpose. At Talk with a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk with a Purpose right here in WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And now a friend of DeSantis and a friend of the show, Bob and Kate May. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to Talk on the Purpose. Well, you know, America's governor just keeps winning and winning. That's right. You know, it, it was it was DeSantis's idea first. It was not Greg Abbott's idea. Uh, he threatened to send illegals up here. Now, he, he didn't do it, but he threatened to. And I bet you he will. He threatened to send them to Delaware, and in particular, you know, I'm I'm two blocks, no, not two blocks, I'm two miles from from Biden's beachfront house here. I'm doing some work on my rental house in Rehoboth Beach. You know, Biden has a half a million dollar wall around his beachfront house. Jeez. So, you know, it's it's fine for Biden to have a nice, huge wall. I mean, $500,000 for a wall? I mean, that, you know, it's amazing. And he criticized Trump for building a wall. Okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you've got... <clears throat> the Senate has... He can spend $12 million to send these 50 immigrants or aliens... Uh, the, Seth is correct. The correct term is aliens. Yes. Absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, you know, our, our language is being uh, mutilated by the leftists. But, so, anyway, he, he's he got $12 million more to spend. And he said he's going to spend every penny of it to 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 send these these illegals to to these various locations. I bet you he, he, he's going to find some who are going to be sent to, to Rehoboth Beach, which is actually a, a pretty much conservative town. However, where, where I, I have my house, that is, I think I told you before, it is South Rehoboth, beautiful neighborhood. Now, these, these, are, these are beautiful areas, Martha's Vineyard and, and you know, Long Island, Monta. These are beautiful areas. Yeah, I know. Okay, I they know. Weren't, they, they weren't made. They were not made beautiful by the liberal inhabitants. Okay, that are here now. They're made beautiful by different different generation of people. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, here in South Rehoboth, you have you have the. I saw the most Biden signs 
of anywhere in the country that I, I've been in, in 2020. Jeez. They're all retired Washington, D.C. swamp animals. Okay, yep. they, These are all Washington bureaucrats here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it, it was a master stroke. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson the last few nights has just been, been outstanding at, at just driving the nail home that, that the sand is set in terms of exposing liberal hypocrisy. It's just un- unbelievable. Yeah. The final comment I have, have to make about our, our friend Seth Grossman, uh, again, the the damage Governor Murphy did to, to New Jersey's small family-run businesses is just incalculable. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in Cape May Courthouse, there was a sandwich shop, John, that, that was there since the early 1970s. Went out of business, uh, and the reason they went out of business, they, they were just, you know, they wanted to retire. Nobody would buy it. It was very profitable. I mean, if, if you were willing to work, you know, hard, not not 40 hours a week, but, but 60 to 70, yeah. there was 100000 plus to be made there, probably more, but nobody wants to work anymore. That's the problem. You know, with, with the, the leftist attitude that, that let's pay, it's okay not to work, that is destroying this country. And, you know, I, I'll give you a couple more examples. There was a motel in Cape May, two blocks from my motel, on the beach, in the same family for 60 years. They couldn't sell it at, at a decent price. They, they tore it down. Oh they tore God. it down. And, now, and, and 24 nice units, they tore it down. And now they're going to sell it as single-family homes. And, you know, that it happened in two other properties, friends of mine, 60 years in the same family, beachfront motels, they sold this year. And, and one, I was kind of shocked. I mean, he got a really good number. But he had a son that was a graduate of Cornell School of Hospitality in his, in his mid thirties, and and you know this kid's just, you know, tremendous. Would have, I, I'm just shocked that they sold it. People don't want to do business. No, in New they really, they really don't, and and I don't blame them. Uh, but Murphy too, he, he's to blame because when oh. he shut down the businesses, I mean, how could you? I mean, he took that one guy to court, the guy with the gym in Belmar. I mean. He, what does he think? I mean, what is he thinking? What what was he thinking? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Look, the the, the uh, in Florida again, it, it's the juxtaposition between good government and Florida. You don't have stories like that. No, it, you just no. don't. No. You got thriving. You know, economy's doing well. People not getting punished for working hard. That's yes. what Murphy is doing. Yes. And, you know, the damage he caused, I mean, hell, he give, he they gave the, the get-go to open up for 4th of July, and then they pulled the plug on all, yes. all these restaurants yep. after they ordered their food. Yep, that's right. That's right. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. No. It's, it's, we could go on and on. Bob, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Well, hey, welcome back. John. Thank you. Thank and you. And how you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, every day is a little better. Every day, yeah. Well, you I, sound stronger, yeah, too. Yeah, I do, yeah. I, you do. You sound thank you. stronger thank you. than last week. Yes. Uh, I love the Martha Vineyard story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Hey. Talk about the bull in the china shop, huh? Jeez. 
Well, you know, to, don't forget, they're not set up for that. No. But let me ask you a question. Who is set up for that? Look Nobody. at Atlantic City. Are they set up for that? No. They run under the boardwalk to no. sleep. No. no. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not. No. Okay. We got problems, and, 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 and a lot of the problems that we have, okay, we need to keep our tours safe. People are entitled to be safe. But, uh, hey, how about that special overseer that Donald Trump got for the papers? Yeah, mm. yeah. And of course, didn't work out so well, did it? Yeah, well, of course, they're saying that the judge was important by him. And, you know, you know, it's, it's yeah, but more, wait a more, more of the, the same. I said, wait a second here. Uh, we had three things. It was the trifecta here. It was almost like a hat trick over here. Um, uh, first of all, John. Yes. I, I come on your show. So if I I get, you know, go to jail, you know, for talking on your show, I want you to take up a fundraiser for me. Okay. Get me out. Okay. You know, because I'm going to probably need it. Uh, you can see what's going on here. My pillar, then Bob's cousin got yes. a little interview. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, like uh, we found out the FBI was paying somebody for three years, for three years to help take down Donald J. Trump yes. for his election. And that guy was prior paid by none other than our girl, Hillary. Oh. So, you know, you can see what's going on here. We got a big problem. Yes. And, uh, you know, you were talking about, the, I know Seth was talking about the wind farms. Yes. Did you see what's going on in Germany? Yeah. Yeah. And Europe with that with with the fuel they said so people can heat their homes they're going to allow that and they're going to turn down the switch a little bit on the industry level. So I think BMW used BMWs and Mercedes they just went up about 20%. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's really. Can ridiculous. I just touch on one other thing? Yes. Because yes. I haven't called you and I can talk to you in a couple of days and I haven't called in. But there's a wonderful story, people, the local people. This is a local story in the Sentinel. And I'm sorry for advertising that. Paper. That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. City Council backs parents' rights. Okay. It's a, a parents' bill of rights. Now, what they say is, look, they're not unhappy with their superintendent and their teachers. What they're unhappy about, as they said, had nothing to do with the school board or the administration. He said, we have never talked badly about the school. He praised them. He said, but the state, but the state and the teachers union yes. are, you know, our parents don't have any rights anymore about no, they what's don't. going on in our schools. No, they don't. Thank God for Ocean City. That's government at its best. Northfield, I hope you're listening because, see, we control the dollars that go to the schools. We write that, you know, we give the final right. approval. Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. But we got a mayor in Northfield. I think he was involved with the teachers union. I don't think he'd be so willing to do that. Yes. But our council can overstep him. Somebody in our council should bring this up uh, because when I was at the mainland meeting, they go back to the school board. Then they don't have to come back and talk to the public if they don't want to. That's oh. their standard there. I thought I paid the bill. Oh, I see. Okay. You like that? Yeah, that's. Hey, that's like paying for your car over at Lexus. And then you get a report. They go, we don't have to give you the report about your car. 
<laughs> right? To yeah. Pay. Yeah. Isn't that what they're saying? Uh, sure. It's, it's definitely so what they're the saying. the person that's representing us from uh, my town in Northfield over at that school board, you're not doing your job by not speaking to the public in an open-air environment. No secrets in the back, please. Yeah. We don't need – that's what's wrong with this country right now. Yes, yes. I'll leave you with that, John. Okay. Thanks for the call, Craig. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We've got uh, Gary in Galloway. We'll talk to him, and maybe we'll talk to you. A couple of minutes left of hour number one, 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. And we're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com and you can listen to joe yakovich on saturdays here on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm for over 37 years joe yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at BernieFriedenbergWorldWar2Memorial.com. All good things happen in Brigantine, right? <laughs> Talk with the Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Again, 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. Let's talk to Gary in Galloway. Gary, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Yeah, I'm so glad, too, that they're sending these illegal aliens to these politicians' homes and yeah. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the, some of them will will set up tents and, and camp in their front yards and, and defecate on their front lawn and even come to their front door and and panhandle them yeah <laughs> can, can you imagine panhandling in martha's vineyard 
What a problem yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh. and, and panhandling at uh, Harris's door. Yes. And, and uh, Pelosi's door. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, you know, I, I want to see the, them go to Rehoboth. You heard Bob say that there was two miles from his house. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, let's. Uh, maybe it'll get to that. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, 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 I. Hey, look, the way it's going, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. And then, then <laughs> it'll really put these politicians on the spot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is the reaction. And uh, another thing, uh, don't give up on Trump because I heard on Harry's program uh, this past week that. There's a lot of Southerners that, that support Trump. Yes. You know, uh, and uh, I think they outnumber, uh, you know, the Trump supporters in this area. Well, and, yeah, that that's true. But you know, Trump, I think Trump. And I really believe, I, I really believe that the majority of the people are wise to the uh, the mainstream media. They're not buying that. They're, they're, Crap! I, I hope so. I, the bad, they're experiencing, you know, the, the bad results of, of, of this administration. You know, everybody's suffering. Yes, uh, everybody except the rich. You know, and and they remember how good it was when Trump was president. Yeah, you but know, the, the average- but see, here's the thing, Gary. There's so much Trump hatred on the other side that. I th- I'm just afraid that that permeates the air and and just makes people forget how good it was because Trump did a lot of good things. But the noise that he created and the chaos with all of that, especially at Twitter and all of that stuff, really overshadowed what he did. And And I'm afraid that that won't come out especially with all of these ads. I mean, every every politician who's running on the Democratic side blames Trump. I mean, and he's not running now, so... I used to feel the same way you do, but, but uh, Harry pointed out, uh, you know, that, that it, it's, it's, it's backfiring on them. The well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Gary, thanks I, for the call. Thanks for the call, Gary. Yeah, I hope it's backfiring. But uh, I'm, in the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest poll, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm, I'm not. I'm not against Trump, and I'm not against Republicans. But I'm concerned. Jenny and Abseekin. Jenny, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. How are you? I'm good. I'm better than I was. <laughs> Let's okay. put it that way. How's your appetite? Uh, good. Oh, that's good. That that, has, that hasn't been affected at all. <laughs> Okay, good. You got to keep up your strength. That's right. But not too much. Okay. Anyway, what I want to say is I was just watching Fox and Friends, and uh, I love what these, uh, what what, uh, the the governor of uh, Texas, Scott Abbott, is doing. I love the the transporting to blue cities and blue states. I think this is wonderful. I think this is great. Let's give the Democrats who are ordering this and who are not fighting against this a taste of their own medicine. That's right. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Hey, so do I. You know, so do I. I think it's great. Now, 
I want to see when they start hauling some of these buses up to Drumthwacket uh, to Phil Murphy. <laughs> Is he living there or does uh, he have his own place? Uh, I guess he's living there, part-time anyway. I mean, I think it would be wonderful so, to so haul him to Drumthwacket. So do I. So do I. Because, you know, he's so liberal and so kind. Uh, Harry Hurley was telling me what a swell guy and great family man he was uh, the other day because I I attacked Murphy. Well, I, I what I did was I said I can't embrace people that love a governor that put friends, family, and colleagues of mine out of work. Yes, I said I can't do that. No, I can't. I either. couldn't sit down to dinner with them. I can't talk to them. And, you know, Harry said, well, you and I are very different. He said, I can still be friends with these with some of these people. And no, I, I, I don't I, know if you heard it. No, I, I didn't hear it, but I, I, I agree with you, Jenny. I, I agree. I and can't. I, I, can't, I can't either. I, I just don't. I don't have any time for Murphy. And I don't want him on my show either. I really don't. Thanks for the call, Jenny. Talk with a Purpose is the show. Our number one is in the books. Our number two is on the way. And you know what we say. When hour number two is on the way, don't go away. More Talk With a Purpose after these words. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us and good to be here. Believe me when I tell you, it's good to be here. Did you hear at the the news just now at the top of the hour? Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, wants to investigate Ron DeSantis for his actions in sending those people to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and I love what DeSantis said about him. He said maybe his hair gel is getting in the way of his good judgment. (laughs) Oh, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. What can I tell you? Uh, I just wanted to read you this because I'm concerned. You know, Gary was saying, you know, they realized how good it was with Trump and... uh, yeah, but there's so much hatred for Trump that and it's some of it is self-inflicted. That's what I can say. Uh, the latest survey, this came out Thursday, I believe, from the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs shows that Joe Biden is moving up in the polls. 
support for Biden is up to 45%. Now, it was a low of 36% in July. Now, I believe that it's because inflation is easing a bit. The gas prices are coming down. But other inflationary aspects are still hurting. I mean, food, it's, I think it's 8.1% now is inflation, and it was 9 before. So it's still there. But you see, the gas prices are overshadowing that because that's in the news all the time. Gas prices are down three, three cents, three cents, five cents. So it concerns me that people are saying, well, it's, it's okay. Biden's okay. And, and that's really not the case because Biden is not okay. I mean, there's so many things he did wrong. We don't have to mention them now. But unless we get out and really turn out the vote, this could end up biting us, really. Now, on the other hand, 53%, this is the good news, 53% disapprove of how he's handling the economy. And just 38% of the country approves of his economic policies. So there he clearly loses. But again, if 45% of the country likes him, well, then it's, it's hard to say right now. But we'll see with the midterm elections. But still, it suggests that he's gaining momentum and that his followers are – maybe generating some voter interest in him. But I got to say that that all of this stuff about the illegals and all of this stuff overshadows the fact that, that, that Biden, he isn't doing a good job. But this is what the survey says. So, you know, we got to be careful because people, look, I've said it before, people are dopes. Really, they are. Oh, well, it's all right. It's, he's all right. Yeah, he's okay. Oh, no, he's not okay. <laughs> so we'll see. But we got to get that vote out. And, and we got to vote Republican. That's that's just as simple as I can put it. Greg and Abseekin. Greg, good morning. Welcome to the show. Mr. DeMassey, good morning. Good morning, Greg. Uh, the governors that are sending people to these special places, we should find out how we can support them financially. Yes. yes. They'll run out of money. <laughs> but we can help, I think. Yeah. Well, the other thing, they never run out of I money. I would not trust the media or anybody doing a poll in this country at all. Yeah. Not, nobody. Yeah. Because it's all... It's, it, well, I, I won't go into the vernacular. <laughs> it's a total waste of time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The other thing, I want to tell a very short story. Two guys go out fishing, and they're going to be fishing for sharks. And the one guy says to the captain, you know, I've never gone shark fishing. Captain says, you know, I love this. They get out to the waters, and he says, well, what do I use to catch a shark? Yeah, it's simple. You jump in the water. You swim up to the shark that you want. You bring him back to the boat, and I'll help you put him in the boat. And the guy just stands there, and he says, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the analogy is that is what's going to happen to Mr. DeSantis when he gets to Washington. Yes. 
Yes. These people are not kind people. No. No. And they have, they don't have patience with their own people. They carry knives for their opposition and guns. Well, if he became president. I wouldn't send him to Washington if he was the most brightest person in the world. Well, I think. Trump, on the other hand, is as calloused and as beat up as anyone we've ever sent to Washington. And he still wants more. And the people that hate him, they would hate him regardless, whether he's going to Washington or not. It doesn't make any difference. Yes. People have got to realize these people are sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're no longer Americans. They they are. They don't think like Americans. They don't act like Americans. And a perfect example is what they're trying to do to our kids now. Yes. Oh, oh, that's, that's disgraceful. That is disgraceful. Well, it's hopefully it's going to cost the union this position in the country. Yes. Yes. Greg, thanks for the call. They're forcing their people to do it. Yes. Thanks for the call. Uh, A couple of things. I think DeSantis, if he gets to Washington, and I think it's a matter of time that he does get there. I, I think he's a little more polished than Trump. And I think that he'll be able to handle, you know, I mean, he has similar qualities to Trump, but I think he's a little more polished. In fact, I think he's a lot more polished than Trump. And I think he'll be able to handle that. As far as what they're doing to our kids, it is a disgrace that they are teaching. I mean, did you hear Seth this morning? Anal sex, teaching that to kids? I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, my grandson is 10 years old. He doesn't have any uh, indication of any of this stuff. I mean, all he thinks about is how much computer time he can get on the video games. That's it. So what are they doing? So I, I did want to talk about this uh, this Ocean City thing. Uh, they had the meetings the other night. Uh, there was a meeting Tuesday night, and there was a meeting Wednesday night, and there was a meeting Thursday night. And they had been talking about this. Uh, this has been a controversial issue and one in which I firmly believe has merit. I mean, no teacher should be teaching sex education in schools at, at the, the level they're talking about. I mean, they're talking about K through three or K through four or K through five. Come on. I mean, you may talk about uh, reproductive organs or something, but maybe not even that. I mean, I myself didn't have any sex education, but that was (laughs) in the dark ages (laughs) back in the 60s. Uh, I, I mean, I remember it was biology chapter 13. And they talked about reproductive, and they made you dissect frogs. I mean, <laughs> that was it. But the point is that no educator should be teaching sex education in schools. It's It should be up to the parents. I mean, they, 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 parents have to do that. What are they doing by taking the place of the parents? 
You see, and, and, and that's, I'll tell you what, and it won't happen in the Murphy administration, but if, if they want to teach this stuff to kids, I would take the funding away from them. If, 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 and of course that won't happen with the Murphy administration, but Craig talked about, you know, mainland and, and Northfield schools. I mean, the, the mayor of Northfield is a former teacher. So <laughs> what, what can you do there? But the point is, I mean, this is ridiculous. And, and talk about transgender. And if you're uh, going to be a, a boy and you're going to be a girl and you think you're a girl and you're a boy and it, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, kids should be kids and they should be what they are. If later on in life they decide that they're transgender, okay. But they would make that decision. But to, to have these kids to be taught this stuff, it's just beyond me. I, I don't know. Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome back. Uh, I don't know if you, you caught the rest of the uh, the newscast that we just had, but uh, uh, Newsom challenged DeSantis to a, to a debate on immigration. <laughs> and this is like gold. This is like gold for, yeah. the, for the Republican Party, because nationalizing this election is what we need. And focusing on the disaster at the border and the hypocrisy of these these left wing uh, ideologues i mean this is this is beautiful i mean i cannot wait to see this so you know this uh, this is really good news i mean i i absolutely hope the Zanis, uh goes with this debate and and you know again he needs to make sure the moderators are are not going to stack the deck which yes. is a yes. big big problem yes it is <laughs> but but I think this is this is wonderful. So, yeah. You know. Well, it, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it if I were DeSantis unless somebody from Fox was a, a host. You know what I mean? Because uh, the, uh, well, the, yeah, I mean the rest of them, the rest of them are. I mean MSNBC, well, uh, NBC, sure. CBS, ABC. They are all on the on the Biden side. So I I, I don't. Of course, well, yeah. I would. The fair way to do it is have to have, have two moderators. Yes, you're going to have a left, a left, a left wing mouthpiece, right? and we have somebody like Maria Bartiromo. Yes, yeah, there you okay. go. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> Whoopi well, Goldberg on the left, anymore, right? Yeah. They, 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 they was, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I wanted. To okay, point. thanks, thanks for the call, Bob. Oh boy, I tell you. We're having fun with this anyway today, aren't we? It's really something. <laughs> the, the debate between uh, Newsom and DeSantis, hosted by Whoopi Goldberg and Maria Bartiromo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to switch gears just for a moment and talk about this Parkland, Florida shooting. Uh and the perpetrator or the the shooter, uh, Nicholas Cruz, uh, they are having a trial in Parkland, uh, Parkland, Florida. They're having this trial. And the, the point of the trial is to decide whether he's getting the death penalty or whether he's getting life in prison. Now, the 
attorneys for Cruz are saying that, uh, are you ready for this? I mean, really, this is the defense that they're putting up. His mother's heavy use of drugs and alcohol during pregnancy might have affected his brain's development and led to the murders of 17 people four years ago. Now, we're going to have Recovery Centers of America on at 11 o'clock, and we should ask them, does addiction lead to murder? I mean, come on. That that would mean that everybody who who took a drug or who was suffering from alcoholism and who was pregnant at at that age would would be subjected to this. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Wouldn't everybody have it? I mean, and this judge said that they were. I mean, he actually called them out. They were supposed to say, have 25 witnesses, and they came up with 11. And they're taking like 10 days, 12 days, 14 days. So this thing, I mean, is is so ridiculous. To waste taxpayers' dollars on this is ridiculous. And, I mean, I, I, just, I don't understand it. I mean, the death penalty is there. Give them the death penalty. Look, he's going to appeal it, and it might be 10 years. It might be 15 years before he gets the chair or whatever the death penalty is in Florida. But to spend time on this for for 10 days, 12 days, whatever it is, is ridiculous. And then to have a defense like that, I mean, it just just baffles me. Ginny and Abseekin. Ginny, you're on Talk With a Purpose. Oh, I, I love your show more and more with each segment. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I wanted, I think Peter Ducey should be the moderator yeah. for DeSantis yeah. and uh, uh, Newsom. Well, they wouldn't, the, the other side wouldn't allow that unless they had somebody. But, no, we need Peter Ducey and yeah. then get a real liberal. How about AOC then for the other side? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. AOC. Oh, sh- and Peter Ducey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would be good. Okay. That would be good. Oh, yeah. What I want to say is I have a, I have a primary residence in Coconut Creek, Florida, which is right next door to Parkland. And uh, I was there during that time of the shooting. Oh, boy. A Coconut Creek police officer actually was the one that captured and arrested uh, Nicholas Cruz. He was just sitting in a McDonald's, eating a hamburger, drinking a Coke, and the police officer saw him like nothing happened. How about that? He saw him when he was driving by. How about that? How about that? In any event, a lot of... um, I've read a lot about this being a nurse, and I've read a lot about, you know, transition, transmission of, um, what's the word I'm trying, transmission of, of illness and transmission of things through the placenta. Yeah. And hereditary. Nicholas Cruz's mother, first of all, he was adopted. His mother was a Russian immigrant, and she gave birth to another one 
named Gregory. I don't know. Who, I don't know if they had the same father or whatever. Yeah. But in any event, um, you know, you can't. It, it depends on the environment. I think in which they were raised. Yes. I think that's. I from what I've read, I think I think that's ridiculous. You had some Holocaust survivors in the past. And I'm not defending the Nazis, nothing like that. But you had some Holocaust survivors in the past that committed heinous crimes. And not many, but notably, the Holocaust survivors said that it was a gestational transition of trauma that caused them to commit these crimes. Okay. Gestational transition of trauma. So maybe that's what these attorneys are looking at. Yeah. Because, listen, the taxpayers of the state of Florida have spent enough yeah. on this scrounge, this waste. Yeah, he, he, he is. To me, to, me he takes up, to me, he takes up valuable oxygen yep. that productive people could be breathing. That's what I say. He has to go. That's what I and say. you have to, the best deterrent is the death penalty. Yes, that's, I, I, I this, agree this with you. It. I agree with because you. Because that... Because then some liberal leftist uh, law school student is not going to find any way to get him out. And he's got a lot of money. I'd like to know why he still has a public defender if he still does, because he was the beneficiary of his parents' life insurance. Oh, Did geez. you know that? No, no, no. But I don't think he, he has can, a lot of money. I don't think you can take it if you're in jail. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Well, if he gets out, then he's what? But he's not getting out. I mean, <laughs> you kill seventeen you people. And there was an is there. There's an Israeli gentleman in Coconut Creek that has a pawn shop, and Nicholas Cruz went into that pawn shop. Did you hear about him? No. And the pawn, the Israeli pawn shop owner said, "Get the hell out of my store! Don't come back." I'm not selling you anything. And he said, well, you're, you know, you're not, you're not treating me properly. I have rights. He said, get the hell out of my store. And he wouldn't sell him any firearms. Well, good, good for, him. for him. That's right. Yeah. Jenny, thanks for the call. Was- thanks for the call. Yeah. That's uh, good for him. Nicholas Cruz. What a waste. Death penalty. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're spending all this money and all this time. Come on. Let's be real. The death penalty. That that should be no a no-brainer. 17 people? Come on. Talk on the purpose is the show. And a rare moment here. We have some open lines. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. That's our number here in the studio. Talk with the purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. I'm John DeMassey. Coming back. More show after this. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and 
and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of border patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, we have this marvelous invention called podcasts. And... They've been podcasting all of my shows. So all you do is you Google John DeMassey podcasts, and then they all come up. It's real simple. Um, 130, 140, I don't know how many shows there are, but you can listen to them at any time if you are so inclined. John DeMassey podcasts, Google it, and they all come up. Talk of the Purpose is a show, Saturdays 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fred is in Ventnor. Fred, good morning. You're on Talk with a Purpose. Yes, good morning, John. Good morning. What a, what a beautiful day. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, I liked what that lady said a while ago about uh, John DeSantis and I can't think of the governor from... Uh, oh, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Oh, that's the governor from California. Yeah. A real gem of a person. Well, I, I support what they do. I mean, I, I think it's great. I wish we could have a fund uh, to show the support, and maybe that would draw the attention to, like, these other stations that don't want to report on the crisis at the border. Yeah. I mean, if if there was a big fund, of course, they'd really want to check on it, you know, that somebody isn't scounding with the money yeah but to support that and help them send more more things and i mean if everybody just sent five or ten dollars it'd sort of be like a vote yeah we don't believe that there's not a crisis at the border yes yeah well but you it know it, it it could happen i mean there's all kinds of gofundme things out there in the world um but i think yeah. that the that the states are okay if they have to spend money to send these people elsewhere. I mean, DeSantis found $12 million. So, I mean, yeah. they could probably... Well, they're liable to bet that he's spending tax money. Yeah, well, money. that's, that's you know? true, too. That's true, too. So but, but Of helping 
it'd have to be squeaky clean because they'd want to investigate that. Yeah, yeah. Stealing the money or something. And it would be like a vote from, I mean, if millions of people all over the country sent in five or ten dollars. Um, yeah. And then they could they could suggest a place to send the, send them. Yeah. I mean, like. Like Rehoboth Beach. <laughs> Rehoboth Beach in front of Biden's house. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I mean, somebody had to know how to do it and yeah, set it up and, yeah. and plan it. So I just think it'd be wonderful. I'd send some money. Well, so. well, uh, you'll be the first one we call. How's that, Fred? <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea. Uh, I mean, it would have to get traction, but uh, it's just it's ridiculous. And he made the comment that some other stations. There's not that many stations like us in the country. I mean, I can think of one maybe in every market, and some don't have any. Uh, most of the stations play music, so that wouldn't be. But uh, there's not a whole lot of stations like us. So that's another thing that is against it. But it would have to be a, a movement, and, and I think it could happen. Andrew in Northfield. Andrew, good morning. You're welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning, John. I'd like to talk about college tuition. I don't know if anybody has talked about that today. Uh, no, but we did last week, and so, I mean, talk about it. What's what's in your mind? Uh, I'm blessed with four sons. My oldest one is uh, 42. When he was getting ready to go to college, there was a big push for Title IX. I don't know if you recall. They wanted to bring the scholarship funds up for women, which I don't deny. But unfortunately... A lot of what he was grooming himself to apply for, he did not get. It did not stop my wife and I from pursuing college education for my four sons. Of course, him being the oldest, it was sticker shock. And my financial guy said, whether it's 1960 or whatever year it is, 19 or 2022, whatever the price of a Chevrolet car is, is basically the price of college. So if it was $2,000 in 1960, or a present, you can get it for twenty-eight to thirty thousand. That's a barometer. The yeah. average. Yeah. That's what that's what they should use. So it's all relative. But all I'm saying is, I did not stop. I changed. I was a construction worker. I started working all over the state, pursuing potential overtime jobs. Hour and a half drive, ten hours work, an Ooh. hour and a half back, an hour to do what I had to do. My wife. She has no problem doing it. I love her. She's a harder worker than me. She was a stay-at-home mom. She changed her schedule. She went back to cleaning houses. We did what we had to do. Nobody was giving us ten grand because I bit the bullet and I did it. And thank God, we were savvy enough to get marketable commodity degrees, not basket weaving, not all this other stuff. And my kids knew how hard we were working. So when they came out, they did what they could to help us with the other three. We bit the bullet. We did it. I think my kids are successful and savvy with a dollar because of the budgeting strategy we put into our lives and showed them. I think this is missing. I, I don't know. Oh, I, 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 I agree with you. And congratulations, Andrew. You, you did a great job of putting four kids through college. But not everybody is that way, you know. I mean, my nephew paid his uh, his student loans. 
my niece is still paying her student loans. But, I mean, you, you really are an exception to the rule. And I agree with you that why should you do that? And then they they forgive the student debt to those who still owe when you paid your bills. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it is unfair. It definitely is unfair. And I didn't agree with it. I really didn't. So I just the political ploy because the Democrats are up against the wall. Yep. Okay. Yep. Last night I heard about the abortion thing and what Graham wanted to propose about. I don't know if you heard about the fifteen month for yeah. Yeah, I heard. For, yeah. 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 Ninety two percent of the abortions are done before twelve weeks. Yes. So that is actually win for the Democrats, but the Democrats aren't happy with that because of the 8% they say they're denying the rights of the women. They're reaching at straws. Yes. I just hope gas gas going down now, uh, shedding a light on the economy, I just hope the tide ain't turning. Yes. Because, uh, all I know is eggs are up 40%, yes. dairy's up 16%, and I could go on and on. And meat Not is up. Mention. Meat is up. Meat is up, too. Utilities and everything yes. else. So we can't lose sight of the fact that it was 1.4 when the other guy was in there. And my stocks were off the chart, and I know where they're at now. Yes. Because I have to touch the toilet every time I look at it. Well Thanks, said. John. Well have said. Well said, Andrew. And congratulations on sending four kids to college. That's, that's incredible. That's really, really good. But not everybody's like that. I mean, that's the, that's the truth. N- not everybody has... I mean... To, to take one job, then take two jobs, and then the wife works. And it, I mean, there are people who do that, but I mean, there are people who want the free ride. Come on. That's, that's, that's the, the truth. We are uh, coming up on a break. It's Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Matt is on the line. We'll talk to him after the break. And maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk with a Purpose after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. Coast roofing and siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF Master Elite Contractor status provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainty five star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. 
faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Going to be sunny today. Areas of high clouds. A beautiful start to the weekend. High 80. Mainly clear skies tonight. Low 62 and sunny tomorrow. Actually, it's summer's last weekend. It'll end with mid-season warmth. High 85 tomorrow. Clear tomorrow night, warm and humid, the low 66. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That's what I get for packing all my shirts away, you know? It's going to be 90 next week. <laughs> oh, well, what can I tell you? It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Good to have you with us. Also heard on 1450 AM. And if you want to listen on the stream, www.wpgtalkradio.com. You got all the ways to listen. Plus, you can listen to the podcast. I mean, come on. Matt and AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome back to Talk of the Purpose. Coach, yeah. How are you, sir? Um, just two more quick points I want to interject here before the end of your show today. Okay. Um, one stems off the last caller uh, regarding the, you know, the prices and the gas. Yes. Okay? Mainly yes. the gas. Yes. You and I have discussed this before on a previous show. Yes. Biden has nothing to do with the prices of gas coming down. Yes, okay? right. that's right. What it, what it was was people were not traveling this summer. They stayed home. They had staycations. That's right. They had vacations. That's right. Okay, that's number one. Coupled with the fact that Ukraine is starting to kick Russia's A yes, double F yes, on yes, the battlefield. Yes, yes, They're gaining ground because we're sending them another $600 million worth of missiles, okay? Biden's people are dropping their, I mean, uh, Putin's people, his soldiers are dropping their uniforms on the ground and retreating so they don't get shot on their way out, yep. okay? That's what's happening to them, okay? So anyway, there's that. And, uh, I mean, he just, he has, he had nothing to do with it. And then here's what's going to happen. Summer's over. Kids are back in school. Okay. Yes. Now the parents got to get moving again. Yes. They got to drop them at school. They got to pick them up. They got to take them to practice. They got to take them here. They got to take them there. Yep. Okay. Now watch between those two things because Russia's going to, you know, his gas, his natural gas and gas pipelines are not, they're going to shut down. And Europe's in trouble, and now in the wintertime, where do you see it shoot back up over $5 again? I bet you. I bet if, you. if it does, that hurts Biden. That hurts Biden. It yeah. does. Yes. It has nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah. It's going to happen. But, but, it, but it's he's, a blind demand thing. Yes, he's, but he's getting the credit because he's saying it's easing inflation, but it's not. I mean, it's like it was nine, now it's eight. I mean, so what? I mean, it's still yeah. high. It's still high. But... Right. My my point in bringing out that that survey was that it made his ratings go up, and my concern yeah. is if that continues, then he gets the credit for it, and then they vote Democratic and they don't vote Republican. It's, it's the ones on the fence. 
That's the ones that I'm yeah. concerned about. So you're right. Yeah, the, the, you're yeah, right. It's the independence, but look, it, it's going to come back up, and, and he, he can take credit for that, too, when it comes yeah. back up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's All right. true. All right, thanks yeah. for the call, Matt. Tom in Little Egg. Good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. I'm sorry. When he got in his office, he signed all these executive orders. We could have been energy independent. So I will not defend the president. I blame it all on him. Oh, yeah. I I can't defend him. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Everything. Open border. You're going to defend someone with open border destroying our country from within? Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I will not defend him on. He is. He is a hater of this country, and he's destroying our country. Yes. I'm sorry. Cut and dry. He's and the worst. Vineyard, the, wh- I think I would have dropped at least 5000 off there. And let's <laughs> see how humanitarian deal with that. 50's nothing. Yeah. When you drop 50 people off in a multi-billion dollar setting, that's to them, it's just like getting rid of a handful of flies. That's what they did. Yeah. They're a disgrace. If you send a 1000 or two there, let's see how they scramble. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Enough's enough now. People, please stop defending this president. Please. You know, if you're defending this president and you believe in everything that he is doing, everything that he's doing. And how could you? How how could you? I mean, all you got to do is look at prices. Look look at the prices. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to. I will not blame the president for the high prices of the country. Bull crap. He's responsible for everything, and all his little cronies behind him that are controlling him like a puppet. Please. You know, yeah, his ratings went up. But, you know, it went up because I think they faltered those numbers again, too, like everything else. You yeah. know? Well, it's just, yeah. just, like this letter, just like this senator in Philadelphia is going against odds. Is this guy for real? You're going to vote someone wears a hoodie? <laughs> to barely walk? To barely talk? That, to me, that you're, you're, you're supporting a, a criminal. Sorry, yeah. he's for a criminal. I mean, he, you know, I yeah. got a lot of family and friends who live in Philadelphia, and this this, this guy they cannot stand him. Oh, you know, I, I, Oz, okay, he's not from he's not from Philly, but maybe you need an outsider to get in there to clean it the hell up. Yeah, I know people from the cities. I mean, listen, I told you before, I my truck broke down two weeks ago, and I took the bus from Little Egg Harbor to Atlantic City, and I walked through Atlantic City at nine thirty in the morning. What a disgrace! And oh, I got yeah. stopped by four people. I got stopped by four people at 9.30 in the morning just walking to my job to try to get, you know, to get to work on time. Hey, got money? Hey, where you got there? I'm like, and the, and, and you walk. See, when you get in your car and you leave Atlantic City, it's tunnel vision, baby. Yeah. Let me tell you. And one thing about this mayor, he comes with an entourage when he pulls up to your park. But I remember Whalen, he would pull up in his Jeep, pull up to say, listen, I'll be right out. No problem, Mr. Whalen, when I worked at the old Playboy. Yeah. These now these politicians got to come in with an entourage. How come the other mayors did? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, th- that's true. I mean, talk about really. That's 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 a, a true statement. But uh, I, I wanted to talk about. You know, you, you mentioned Philadelphia, and you've mentioned the, the Fetterman, uh, the guy running for Senate. I mean, he, he wears a hoodie. Okay, uh, we we won't say anything about what he wears, but. I mean, this guy had a stroke, and I had a stroke. Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, you're going to represent the state dressed decently. I'm sorry. That's how. You're going to go to a wedding with a hoodie and get married? But no, if that's no. your wedding, no. fine. Okay. No. No. That, that's, and, and Tucker did a whole piece on him about two weeks ago, and he said 
how could this guy run for for Senate? And he listed all of the things that he didn't do when he was mayor of Braddock. I mean, he, he didn't show up for meetings. He went to one meeting. And, and, and that's it. So, I mean, this guy is John, is a, he, John, they know the candidates they are running, and they don't want them to debate because they don't want the truth of them coming yeah, out. You yeah. know, a lot of them don't want to debate. Yep. Well, why you don't want to debate? So you're hiding something. So don't the American people see that? I want you, if you're going to vote for this guy, hear him debate. See what he's got to offer you. Yeah. He's got, they got nothing to offer. They got more to destroy, not to offer anybody yeah. anything. Don't you get it, people? They don't give a damn about shit. Yeah. It's all about yeah. their own personal gain and how they can make crime higher in all these cities. I mean, I, you know, in Atlantic City, we got crime, but it's not as bad as Philadelphia. Give me a break. Philadelphia this weekend. And Tom, thanks for the call. Uh, Philadelphia this weekend has the police on 12-hour shifts. No days off, 12-hour shifts because they're concerned about crime. What, what, hello? Are you gonna, when are you going to wake up? Concerned about crime? It's been going on and been going on. There's, a, there's shootings every day, multiple shootings. And Fetterman wants to let the the the, the criminals out. Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. I, I I just don't know how people deal with this. Linda and Absekin. Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. You sound terrific. Well, that's good. I, I'm thank you, but uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> You sound really good, John. Thank you. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing that you went through. And and, and regarding uh, Fetterman, um, yeah, you have a stroke. Now, his may have been quite, uh, maybe a little more uh, uh, a little more yeah, involved. I, I don't think, think his was a slight TIA. Yeah. I think, was there some surgery involved with his yeah, heart also? There was, the there was, yeah, he, he had uh, heart surgery, and then he had the stroke. And that was in May he had the stroke. And, uh, but, I, yeah, it's, it's but, still affecting him, I think. A little bit, so. But it doesn't have to be permanent. No, I mean, no. I mean, like for yourself and for many people who have strokes, you know, you might get slapped with a little bit of brain fog, but that passes, you yes, know, and yes. there's no brain damage. And, you know, often, I would imagine, I don't know the statistics on that, but uh, you sound great. And I saw Vince Mazio and I told him about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so... I don't know what to say. You know, if if Fetterman wins, I mean, if Oz wins, he owes Tucker a big uh, thank you. Yeah. That was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That, uh, yeah, you saw that too? Yeah, I, I did yeah. too. And he, I mean, it was just, I mean, he uncovered the whole thing. I mean, what a phony this guy is. He really is. I, I mean, I, 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 he didn't no. go to any meetings. I mean, he did. And he's, oh, I, I cleaned up Braddock. Braddock's got two thousand people, and the and, and I mean, it's like a metropolis. No, I mean, and it's the pop- income's fourteen thousand yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah. Homes How about are that? Three thousand dollars. Yeah. How about you could buy a home for three thousand dollars in Braddock? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but but I mean the hoodie. I mean really, and if and if he has like a, a, disab- a disability on the back of his neck, you know, but a hoodie. I mean, you get a suit and you just let that disability, don't be ashamed of it. If it can be corrected, it will be corrected. But the tattoos, I mean, we're showing the tattoos and the hoodies. Well, supposedly it's the the zip code of Braddock and then the the deaths of uh, 
those kids were uh, died in a car accident as a result of uh, something. It had to do with uh, the kids in the car accident. Uh, but and then he's covering up one with yeah. like a long black strip of yeah. tattoo or tape. I don't. I don't uh, know. It's just, it's, it's really, uh, it's it's amazing. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, if, if I were in Pennsylvania, I wouldn't vote for him. I, I know I wouldn't vote for him. Uh, Isn't I, it ironic that yeah. DeSantis and Scott? I mean, DeSantis, I, I've I've arrived. <laughs> I want Bob Proctor to know this. I have arrived, and I want you to know this. Okay. I love DeSantis. Oh, I do, too. He is such presidential material. Yes, he is. The man rules. He yes. is awesome. And, um, yeah, no, really, he's, uh, he, he, he's amazing. Yes. Trump first, though. I mean, if Trump wants it, he's got my vote. Well, I think, I think so. that's what DeSantis would do. He wouldn't run yeah. against Trump. Uh, so which would mean he would run in 28, but, uh, someday he's going to be president. I mean, you mark my words. Uh, but I mean, how they're, they're vilifying DeSantis and Scott and it's totally ignoring Biden and the 4.0 million human beings, vulnerable human beings, many of them, how he delivered them wherever he wanted to yeah. in the dark of night yeah. without any permission. Well, and we're talking about DeSantis. And Scott? Well, th- this is right out of the Democrat playbook. Ignore, ignore your your guy, and, and and vilify the other guys. I mean, they did they did it to Trump for four years, and they're still doing it to Trump. So why are you surprised? I, it's I, it's I j- just going on and on and on. They don't say anything about Biden. They don't say anything at all about him. But but Trump, oh, Mar-a-Lago, that, that, he's, he's got secret documents, and he's, he's doing this, and he's doing that. Please. <laughs> Get off it already. Get off it already. And, my, and if my favorite girl caller, Jenny, she's in Coconut Creek. Yeah. Wait, our our grandson, he's in Coconut Creek. He's at a prep school. What, what you'll do for your kids to get them out of uh, out of public school, yep. our, our daughter and son-in-law. I mean, our grandson's going to uh, a prep school down there in yeah. Coconut Creek. I yeah. never heard of Coconut Creek before. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it is. It's, it is great. Yeah. Linda, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purpose of the show. 9 till noon, Saturdays, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Coming up at 11, we'll get back to our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with Monica Haynes. She is the Mission Center Supervisor at the Recovery Centers of America. We'll talk to her about what her, what her position entails. So we'll do that. But first, we'll talk to John, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. Talk with a purpose. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. 
life while in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you. You will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's level clinicians, and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. If you want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. And you can like us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk With a Purpose right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey, and we'll speak to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning. I would not mind seeing uh, President Ron DeSantis in the in the Oval Office. Um, someday, someday, John, it'll be, yeah. it'll be, yeah. You the, can you can mark my decade, words. We really need him. Yes, I think the next decade we really need him. I yes. think um, hopefully President Trump has not been made by this bogus media of ours into so into such a toxic personality that he's unelectable. But hopefully, um, yeah, I, I would like to see a, a, a Trump DeSantis ticket. That's what I would like to yeah. see. Yeah, but however, however it works out, I'll vote for I'll I'll vote for Ron DeSantis if he runs. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, you know that regarding uh, Ron DeSantis, him sending uh, two planefuls of illegal immigrants. Oh my baby, unregistered 
migrants into Martha's Vineyard. How gauche, right? How gauche, right? Yeah. <laughs> the bull in the now, china now shop. Here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. As soon as they were sent in, they were ferried off the island on buses. They were loaded right back on the buses. So yeah. they're not racist, though. No, I don't no, think so. No, no. know what they are? They hate. They just hate poor people. Yeah. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. Yeah. You know, how can you establish a, a neo-feudal system where the elites li- living like kings and queens at the top and under uh, an under uh, population population of under? Uh, I'm trying to think of the word an undercurrent or I'm, I can't think of the word, but a serfdom. A, a, ser- a population of serfs or proletariat underneath. Yes. That's what they really want. And, yeah. And actually, uh, that, t- that template was established when William the Conqueror actually imposed uh, the, the uh, feudal system when he routed King uh, Harold's men in the Battle of Hastings, 1066. Because up till then, a king cannot own other people's land. He can only own his parcel of land in his castle, and he had to respect landowners' rights. When William, conquered, William the Conqueror, and the Battle of Hastings was bloody, William, uh, King Harold was hacked to death by uh, William's knights. But he became King William, and he became the official owner of everything. He didn't just he owned he owned your castle that you lived in. So that sounds a lot like what's going on now. And he would actually lease land to whom he uh, felt was worthy of it. Lease it was leased to you. Never owned the land. Yeah. And that template was established. That feudal system was established. And if you don't think that there's people that want that back, you know, you're you're. I'll, I'll quote John Coleman, MI6 British Intelligence, and you are certainly naive. But anyway, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the smoking gun of voter fraud, as far as I'm concerned, was they stopped up a couple toilets in Georgia at a, at a, at a voting place. Um, and uh, the, it caused a, a, a manufactured water break. It wasn't a water break. It was just some uh, toilet, uh, over, uh, overstuffed toilets with stuffed toilet paper. And uh, they brought in, under, it's in closed circuit video surveillance. They brought in duffel bags and suitcases full of mail-in ballots, and they were stuffed there. So that, that's a smoking gun as far as I'm concerned. Now, that's the template for the rest of the decade. We're in trouble. And, uh, yes, there's people that want a civil war working behind the scenes. Well, we should be working our problems out. Because that's how it works in America. You meet in the middle yes. and you work your problems. Yes. That's, that's, always, always, that's, that's right. how it's always worked out in America. Right. And if we don't have that, we're going to have a civil war. That, that would be very unfortunate for our country. But thanks for letting me call in. Okay. Thanks, John. <clears throat> uh, I don't have uh, time, but I was going to mention uh, this thing that Biden, uh, when he came on, I think it was September 1st. If I was well, I would have. I wanted to come on right then. <laughs> okay. Because he's talking about the, 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 the demonizing the Republicans and they're talking about uh, you can only uh, only America when you win and not when you lose. And uh, it was, you know, it, it was the, the same tactic that Barack Obama had used uh, before in 2010 and the same tactic that Hillary Clinton used when she called the basket of deplorables, you know, those who want Donald Trump, their basket of deplorables. So, you know, that's that's uh, what happened. So I really, really can't stress enough that Biden and this whole thing of attacking, he was going to be the great unifier. Remember that? He was going to unify the country. And then he goes on there and says, oh, you're fasc- your fascism. And, and I mean, what is he talking about? You know, he's just vilifying the Republicans. And that's all there is to it. It's, it's all we can say. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. 
Monica Haynes, Recovery Centers of America, Director of uh, the Mission Center Supervisor. She'll be on, and we'll talk to her after these words. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue our series, Fighting the Opioid Addiction, with Recovery Centers of America, our partners in this series. And we have with us Monica Haynes. She is the Mission Center Supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. Monica, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, John. It's such a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you having me so much. Okay. Well, we, we appreciate you taking your time to uh, talk to us here. Uh Tell us, what does your position entail? Sure. So, so yes, John, I am one of the Mission Center supervisors. So what my job is, I oversee the group of treatment advisors, the folks who answer inbound phone calls of people who call into 1-800-RECOVERY seeking treatment. Well, I would imagine that that is a tough job. It is. It, it can be very tough at times. Yes, very rewarding, but very tough at times. Yes. Uh, I'm sure that that you do. I mean, you get a lot of calls, and there's no question about that. Uh, but what kind of, I guess, training is really the, the what I, I like to know. What? How do you train these people? Yeah, that's that's kind of like a loaded question, you know, because I think <laughs> part of part of what makes some of our most successful and talented treatment advisors good at what they do is their ability to pull in from their personal experience, right? Whether it's um, if it's them who have battled with addiction before, if they're close to somebody who's battled with addiction before, like that really makes a difference in the way that they're able to connect with these callers. Now, of course, we have trainings, we have scripting, we have role plays, we have a bunch of stuff in place to help these treatment advisors on the phone be successful in talking to the patient, the, the patients who call in in crisis. Um, but a lot of it, it's um, it's in them. You know what I mean, John? Like they have compassion. They understand what these people are going through and it makes them very effective on the phone. Do you have to necessarily have been addicted to be successful at this or suffered or, or had a family member or had some experience with it? I mean, I myself have had no experience, so I don't know if I would be a candidate. I can talk, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but, but I mean, I don't know if I could do this job. I mean, so talk about that. Yeah, so I think I think it definitely helps, right, if you have some ties to the world of addiction, whether it's, it's personal, right, or if it's a family member. 
But I think, you know, in order to be successful at this job, you just have to know that these are people that you are talking to on the phone. They're not statistics. You have to just be, you have to be compassionate and you have to have that understanding that you're just speaking to people who don't realize their worth yet. You know what I mean? Like these people deserve a wonderful life. They just don't know that yet. And if you're a compassionate person, even if you don't have direct ties to the disease of addiction, you could absolutely be effective at this job. Uh, Do you have to have that certain temperament? I mean, is it, is that a requirement for the job? Do you have to be like even keeled or um, I mean, I guess you you can't be the kind of person that flies off the handle. Could you? I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, that's a good question. I think that people, you know, sometimes people call in in crisis, right? Like, and and they need backup and they need assistance. And we have a leadership team on the floor ready to jump in and help out whenever needed. Um, I think one of the benefits of this job is that they're doing it repeatedly over and over, right? So they're taking many calls a day. So it's something that, you know, you get used to and you're able to mitigate certain situations, right? And, and keep your calm and, you know, obviously ask for help if you need it. But I think it's, it's just repeatedly doing it over and over again that brings you that level headedness in dealing with escalated people on the phone because there are there there are a lot of people who call in very escalated not all the calls right um but especially if it's someone who's really struggling those are tougher calls to navigate through but i think with you know with practice and with the correct training and the people to support you in the mission center um they do a pretty good job at it which which leads me to my next question and that is what do you say to a caller who is in crisis mode. I mean, you know, really crisis mode. What do you say to them? How do you get them off the ledge, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think, I think the first, the first thing that you want to attack when you identify that there's somebody who's really escalated and in crisis mode is to, what's the right word here, is to acknowledge that they've called in and they've taken a step in the right direction. So if you called in frantic saying, I can't stop using heroin, I would stop the conversation right there and say, hey, listen, my name's Monica. I'm with Recovery Centers of America, and I'm really proud of you that you took this step and called in today. This is this is the first step here. And that was huge of you to call in. And I think that if you set that tone, right, that this was the right thing for you to do, it kind of brings them down a notch, right? And makes them feel safe and makes them feel heard. And if you're able to accomplish that and gain their trust in the first couple of seconds of the phone call, the call can go a completely different way. You know, it can be, not to say it will be smooth sailing, but you gotta, you kind of got to set that tone and make them feel safe so that they, they you know, they get de-escalated. So that, that call, the fact that they made the call is a major step in itself, correct? It is. It is. It's a hundred percent, probably the most important step that somebody struggling with addiction can take is to admit that they have a problem and say it to somebody else and to admit it to somebody else. That's, that's a, that's a key element here. Monica Haynes is our guest. 
and she is with Recovery Centers of America. She is the Mission Center Supervisor, and that's the call center. And uh, we're, we're talking about that. We talk about that every time here in the show. And certainly, if you want to call in and ask Monica a question, 609-407-1450 is our number here. 609-407-1450. Our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series here on Talk with a Purpose here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Uh, why is the call center so important to the work that you do? So... The, the people who answer the phones, our treatment advisors, are the, the first stop, right, for these people who are calling and asking for help. So this is going to set the tone for the rest of their journey on, you know, the, the, this is the first stop, right? So if we do a good job and we are able to gain their trust and we are able to walk them through what the next steps are in their process, it's going to be the determining factor of whether or not they choose to seek treatment or not. Because if you think about it, if we had people answering the phone with no empathy, with no compassion, just rattling off facts, trying to sell them on this, you know, idea of getting sober, I don't think people would be like, hey, this is the right move for me. You know, these treatment advisors, and, and I think that's our job, right, as, as leadership in the Mission Center is to remind them how important their job is and people can go one way or the other after talking with them, right? They're either going to yeah. choose to commit to beginning their journey on recovery or they're going to say, hey, that wasn't a really good experience. I'm going to continue using until I find something better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What about uh, if you, uh, what about the people that you lose? Do you do you follow up with them or what, what happens? Yeah. What happens to them? I mean, and I'm sure that you have those. But do you take yep. steps to prevent that in the future or, or talk about that? Yeah, that's that's a great question, right? Because, you know, the, the one thing about the disease of addiction is that it's unpredictable, right? We yes. can't predict human behavior and they are in the toughest battle of their life, whether they know it or not. And their disease is speaking to them in ways that they might not understand yet, right? So, of course, there are people who we get set up for treatment who then cancel or there's people who we can't, you know, they call in in the informational stages and then they get scared and they're like, no, 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 just, you know, forget this. It's not for me. And and we do we do have processes put in place um, to kind of assist the treatment advisors through those more difficult situations. Um, we offer intervention services. We have a very skilled intervention team. And when we, you know, hit a roadblock when we're dealing with a patient or their family, um, we get them in contact with our intervention services and see if we can move forward um, with a little additional support. Again, we also have a fantastic leadership team who are on the floor ready to take escalation calls. They're ready to hop on the phone and help out and just serve as like a second voice to the treatment advisor who initially took the phone call. So, so we do. We have a lot of processes put in place to just support the treatment advisors and try like our our motto is we are going to exhaust any and all efforts in order to get this person you know committed and and to save their life ultimately you know okay it's three o'clock in the morning and you've got yeah. somebody on the line and it's it's obviously early in the morning and i'm i'm curious as to how you handle this is now your caller and the call center person gets this person on the line and they're talking to them for a while. When do they make 
the, the judgment to call in the interventionist? Um, that's, I think it's a case-by-case basis, right? Because I think there's a difference between somebody whose life is really in danger, right? Like a true crisis yes. situation where we would have to call, like, say, 911 and say, hey, we have this person at this address on yeah. the line. You okay. guys need to do a wellness check. That's one thing. Um, I think, you know, after the treatment advisor and say somebody, you know, has served as a second voice and they're not able to, you know, gain a clear commitment um, to getting sober and to taking this next step, um, it's tough at three o'clock in the morning, right? Um, But we obviously (laughs) follow up as soon as humanly possible um, to, to get these people connected to somebody who might be able to assist them. But I mean, ultimately, if it's deemed a true, true emergency um, where their life or somebody else's life is in danger. The treatment advisors are trained to be able to identify that and call 911 if okay. needed. Okay. Uh, can you give us maybe an instance or two where a person at your call center really did an outstanding job in dealing with the problem at hand? I'm sure you've had a, a ton yeah. of those. Yeah, that's one of honestly, that's one of the, the, the best parts of, of my job, right, is I listen to calls and I listen to the treatment advisor that we've worked very hard to coach and develop and to, you know, hone their skills. And, you know, we were able to hop on the phone sometimes in real time or after the fact and play the recorded calls back. And um, I mean, I can think of I've been doing this job for over four years. I can think of hundreds of examples, uh, hundreds of examples of people who have done a fantastic job. But I think my favorite calls to listen to are people who are adamant that like they're not going to come in. Their mom is the person who called and she's the one who thinks that they have a problem. And I don't really have a problem. It's just my family who thinks I do. And it's so amazing to hear the treatment advisor really break down those barriers and ask those probing questions and really pull the truth out of that person who's struggling and just be real with them. Like sometimes that's what these people need. Like they don't need any, any formal scripting. They don't need any facts or anything like that. They just need somebody to be real with them and be like, listen, buddy, what you're doing is ultimately going to either land you in jail or in a graveyard. And that's the reality of it. And when I hear a treatment advisor on the phone say that, I am so proud because they are truly advocating for that person and truly advocating to save people's lives. And those are my favorite calls to listen to, you know? Do do you listen to every call or or what? Not every call, no. Um, But that's how we gauge, that's how we help the treatment advisors get better, right? Like we give them tangible examples like, hey, listen to this call where we were really able to break down some barriers and, and turn this the situation around or on the other hand maybe we'll give them a call like hey this this didn't go so well and here's what we could do for the next person who calls and struggling and make it a little bit better so we use it as a tool to understand what they are good at what they need improvement on and ultimately that serves the patients and the people who are calling in and it helps us save save more lives you know we do that in radio we we listen to our 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 shows and that's how we get better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or so, or so we, we hope. <laughs> so I would think yeah. that do you tell them to listen to the calls or uh, recording yeah. calls? Yeah, absolutely. Like we'll send them calls and we'll give them feedback. And sometimes it's like, 
you know, they don't even realize they're doing something extremely well. And it's really important to call them out and be like, hey, you did an amazing job with this person. They were really giving you a hard time and they were cursing at you and et cetera, right? So I think that this job is a very hard job and it's really important for us to instill the fact that you guys are making a difference and here's proof, right? This is somebody who called in and was hesitant to not get help and here's the outcome. This person was scheduled for admission. They came through those doors and they got sober. And this is, this is a tangible example of how important it is for you to continue to do what you do, you know? You know, we started this series uh, like seven years ago. And we continued. Mm-hmm. I figured ah, a couple of years we'll do it and then the crisis will be over with. But not enough attention is paid to this. I mean, you know, yeah. we hear all the stuff that's going on in the world today. But this is still a crisis. I mean, am I, am I wrong? It's still a crisis. Now you are completely on point, it seems. And it's not slowing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um It is so prominent in our community. I mean, almost every single person that I have a relationship with in my life has either, you know, been addicted themselves or has very close ties to somebody who's been addicted. It affects everybody. And it it might not be the next person closest to them, but it affects everybody. This disease knows no bounds. It's not just for people who are, you know, deemed less fortunate, who live in the inner city and who don't have homes and who grew up in broken families. That is not the story. And it's this, and it's breaking down that stigma and it's making people, and it's, it's kind of like encouraging people to keep talking about this because kind of like what I said earlier in the call, um, People have misconceptions about who drug addicts and alcoholics are, right? And we're not going to get anywhere in in fighting this this battle against the disease of addiction if we keep, you know, stigmatizing people and saying, oh, you know, they're they're just a drug addict or they're an alcoholic. Like, we need to treat everybody like they are just suffering from a disease they haven't figured out how to get better yet. And it is our responsibility as people who have been through this and figured out that there's a better way, right? To relay our message yes, and to keep pushing and to keep pushing and to help people realize that, you know, no matter who you are, you deserve a good life and it is available to you if you take these steps. Right. Um, And, and it's, although there's been many efforts and although I think more people are it's it's socialized more now like it's not you know it's not looked at like people don't look necessarily look down on people as much who have struggled with addiction um i think it's gotten better over time but the drugs aren't going anywhere right alcohol is never good it's, it's legal right that's yeah. one of the yeah. the worst things you know yeah. um and it's it's not going anywhere so that's why we're going to keep persisting and keep fighting to save as many lives as possible and to keep spreading this message Monica Haynes is our guest. She is the Mission Center Supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. It's Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series here on Talk With a Purpose, and our partners are Recovery Centers of America. We have more to talk about with Monica. 
609-407-1450 is our number here. If you have a question for 609-407-1450, we're coming back with more Talk with a Purpose after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Hi, I'm Larry Styler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Masterly Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our certainteed five-star contractor status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Back here on Talk of the Purpose, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. You know the number, 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY. And Monica Haynes is with us. She is the call center, mission center supervisor, I should say, at uh, Recovery Centers of America. Again, that number, 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY. You know somebody who is, uh, you think is suffering from this. That's the number you give them, and that's the number that they call, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Talk with the Purpose is the show. And again, Monica Haynes with us. She is the Mission Center Supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. It's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. And we're happy to have Monica with us. Uh, Monica, your people are, are, are on duty 24-7. So th- that becomes yeah. a problem, I guess. But do they th- do the calls come in late at night when people are like really struggling, or does it happen at any time? Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's any time, right? So, so we pride ourselves in being able to answer the phone twenty four seven, right? We have an amazing overnight crew who are ready and available to take calls even at the latest hour. Um, 
I think that the the thing about addiction, right, is that there's no rules or regulations to it. Like, you know, if you're struggling, you are struggling at 6 a.m., at lunchtime, at dinnertime, at midnight. You know, um, there's there's never a time that it's not prominent in your life once you're addicted. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that, you know, say more people call in at night. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think it's, you know, consistent throughout the day that we have people who need help and we're going to answer the phone no matter what time of day it is. Well, your your people are, are pretty good. Uh, I've called a couple of times for other people and uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get to Thank the you. doesn't get to the second ring. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that, yes. because, because, you know, what happens if it gets to the second or third ring, then they hang up, you know, because, oh, I got cold yeah. feet and then yeah. it, it just give them that time. So you answer right away. Do they change the shifts? I mean, do you do that? Because I know police do that. Like like the ones who work midnight, they work midnight to eight for two weeks or one week and then they work daytime. Do you do, you do that normally? No. So once, you know, the treatment advisors have a set schedule, right? Because, you know, because of how demanding the job is, we we really advocate for people to have consistency in their life and family time, work-life balance and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we have people in their set schedules so that they know what, you know, I'm working this day through this day and they can kind of plan their lives accordingly. Um on the out uh, on the hours outside of that they're not working so no it's they they have consistent schedule uh, dealing with life and death issues what would you say to someone who is apparently suicidal do you do you train for that or or, or what how does that work yeah yeah absolutely so <clears throat> it's one of the most important questions that we address them when we're talking to people on the phone. Um, and, I, and what I've learned over the years when, when dealing with people who are calling in struggling with addiction is that there is somebody who is truly suicidal who's at real risk, right? And that's like one of the situations I spoke about earlier when we would call emergency services to intervene. But then there's also that caller who has tried time and time and time again to get sober and has not been able to, and they are so spiritually bankrupt that they think in their mind, death would be better than the hell that they're living through on earth. You know what I mean? Trying to get sober. Um, And it's and our treatment advisors are, are very good and they pick up on that and they're able to relate and they're able to share personal experience and say, you know, sometimes to change the the tone of the conversation when somebody calls in and say, says like, I'm over it. I can't live like this anymore. That treatment advisor picks up on that and says, buddy, I've been there too. And I made it out and here's how I did it. And that often changes the narrative, right. And changes the direction that the conversation's going. Um, So I think being relatable and, being able to break down those barriers and understand what the person is saying without them truly saying it is is key to this job. Because I'll tell you, most people who struggle to get sober feel that way, feel like they just can't go on anymore because it's that it's that overwhelming and it's that hard to live through. It's it's very common. You know, to feel that way. I'm listening to your story and I got to tell you, I had a friend had a friend who was in the throes of alcoholism. And I called uh, Recovery Centers of America. This was a couple of years ago. 
Uh, he didn't have the insurance, so they referred him to a place where he lived in Hartford, Connecticut, and he mm-hmm. called, and he just never followed through. And I encouraged him often to get the help. He never got the help, and unfortunately, a month ago, he died. And it was because so of, the, of, of the, the alcohol, and, and that's plain and simple. So I think it's important for for people to to understand that there is help and there is hope and and there is really a place where they can go i mean you referred him to a place and he very well you know he called them but nothing ever happened so i i guess yeah. the message here is you, you got to get the help you got to get the help you need correct absolutely and and you're right we lose so many people Right. I mean, there are statistics that would floor you when you think about how many people we've lost to the disease of addiction. Right. And sometimes it feels like it feels like we're fighting an uphill battle and that we're not making an impact. But then we see those success stories and we see, you know, the results of people stepping in. Right. And advocating for themselves, even when they don't know they're doing it. And that's what keeps us going, because the reality of it is that we're not going to win every battle and people are going to die. And, and that's, that's just what it is. Right. And we have to accept that, but we're going to, we're going to go down fighting for every single person that we have a chance to talk to who needs help. You gotta, you gotta keep trying is is really what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And never give up, right. You can go to treatment nine times and then not get it. And then on the 10th time you go and maybe you're that willing and that, burnout from all those attempts at getting sober that maybe the 10th time it sticks. You never stop trying. Is there any statistics you have on, on those that you lose? Is there any, do you have those handy or, or what? Of people that we've directly talked to. Yeah. You mean like, do, do we, I don't think I could report on actual statistics. I mean, um, Overall, the amount of people who died from overdoses, um, I think we were just we just had overdose awareness day. And one of the other supervisors was talking. It was two football fields worth of people died from. Wow. Right. Wow. um, In a certain time frame. Yeah. So if you think about that, I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Right. So I think if you have that statistic in the back of your mind and, and that only you you understand that there's a reason why we're fighting so hard to help these people. Um, do your call center people realize that importance of, of, of how of their job and, and how it's vital to the community in general? I think they do. And, and you know, I think that's part of our job as um, the people who manage and oversee these people who are on the front lines answering the phone is, to constantly remind them of how important the work that they're doing is because think about a job it's a you know a typical call center type job where you're just answering answering call after call after call after call right and it gets it gets a little bit repetitive and i think it's it's important to remind them like no matter how many calls that you take of people you ultimately can't help for whatever reason, whether they're unwilling to come into treatment or like in your friend's case, if they don't have the right insurance and they don't follow up with the people that we've referred them to, um, it's worth it to keep going for those couple that you do save, you know? 
Yeah, I, I, I know that that's that's definitely important. But um, I, I tell you, uh, does does a person hold on to this job for a long time? Or I mean, it's got to be stressful. So uh, I would think maybe there's a, a lifespan to this. Yeah, um, I think that's a good question. That's a fair question. So I think, you know, one of the things um, about Recovery Centers of America that I love so much is, you know, I, I'll use myself as, as an example. I started out as a treatment advisor taking phone calls, and I did that for quite some time. And I was, I was, I had some really good coaches and really good mentors, and I was able to move up within the company. And they're very big on career progression because they don't want somebody to get stuck in a role that might eventually burn them out, right? Um, there's lots of options. Um, we try to schedule things in the treatment advisor's daily routine that kind of take them off the phone, give them a breather for a second, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's all about opportunities. And when we're thinking about our people and how we take care of our employees, we have to put them in a position, you know, to succeed and to continue in this industry, if that's what they want to do, if they want to continue on this fight, right? We're going to do everything in our power to help them improve, right? And help them learn more so that they can move into different areas, right? Move up in the company. And it, it happens all the time. I mean, there's a bunch of us supervisors who started out as treatment advisors on the phone. Yeah. Uh, almost I, almost I, all I, of us, right? In, in the course of this show, uh, I know that a lot of the people have moved up they've i mean they started out as i mean we've had them here on the show where they one position yeah. and then they get another position and then they're they're moving up so yeah i i yeah. i hear that yeah uh we are coming up on a break monica haynes is our guest and she is here on uh talk with a purpose Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series are our partners of Recovery Centers of America, Monica Haynes, Mission Center Supervisor. We're going to have more of uh, Talk With a Purpose and our Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series in just a moment. We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better. Because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's 
every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Going to be sunny today, areas of high clouds, a beautiful start to the weekend. High 80, mainly clear skies tonight, low 62 and sunny tomorrow. Actually, it's summer's last weekend. It'll end with mid-season warmth, high 85 tomorrow. Clear tomorrow night, warm and humid, the low 66. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number for Recovery Centers of America. 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. I would write that number down if I were you because you never know when you're going to need it. 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. And, of course, Monica Haynes is our guest. She is the Mission Center Supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number again, 1-800-RECOVERY. Now, our number here in the studio is 609-407-1450. And, Monica, we have a caller who remains uh, who would like to remain anonymous, and he is on the line. Caller, uh, you're on with Monica Haynes of Recovery Centers of America. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Um, hello. Reason I'm calling, I have a. I, hello. Uh, the reason I'm calling is I have a friend um, who is drinking like a fifth and taking pills, and it's a constant thing with him in his life. He's he's a very qualified person in his field. Um, I'll, he's in the restaurant field. I'll just put it that way. I mean, which is, seems to be. One of the biggest problems is drugs and alcohol in it. Um, and he's, uh, he, he said he's wanting to commit suicide. I've had the police over at his, at his house. I've talked to his mom and I just don't know. I'm at wit's end because it just seems like he is, um, destined to kill himself. Monica? So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story and, um, I wish I could say that it was a story, you know, that I hadn't heard time and time over and it's, it's not the case. Right. And I think that that might be one of the things like if, if he, if you're able to get through to him, right. And if he trusts you, I think you need to remind him that he's, he's not alone in this, that, that what he's experiencing and what he's going through, it's, it's not just him, even though he might feel like it is right. Um, I think 
I'm not sure what the relationship with his mother, who you mentioned, might be like, but I think there's there's ways to involve her, right? If, if she's somebody who's really important to him and that he values, um, you know, you talk to the mom and say, hey, listen, like, even if he is not willing to admit that he has a problem bad enough where he needs to go to uh, a recovery center to get help, let's, let's see what options are out there for you, right? Because chances are if they live together um she's suffering as much as as much as he is and i think sometimes the family is is the first stop right because we have to get everybody in his life on board and on the same page to help him realize that there might be this step that he has to take in order to get better and if he's hearing it from all angles in his life his friends his family he might become a little bit more willing is there anything you can tell him it's just Monica, is there anything you can tell him? Go ahead. I was going to ask you one other question. Go ahead. Now, that being said, if he continues down this road, he's going to die, obviously. I mean, there's there's no way you can can, drink a fifth of uh, of whiskey every day and and not destroy your liver and and get wet brain or whatever it is. What can I do that might I mean think I heard about like getting everybody together and bringing him in and showing him how how it's affecting not just him but how it's affecting those of people around him that care about him. is that something yeah. that you you know I've heard of I don't know what it's called but intervention it's intervention done intervention yeah that's what it yeah. right is that something that I'm sorry go ahead yeah yeah, it absolutely is. Um, it's a very powerful thing, right? When everybody in your life that you care about comes together and explains to you face to face how how much their your their addiction is affecting everybody around them, and that is definitely something that we offer. You know, at at RCA, we make those um, services very accessible. Um, it's definitely, you know, like if I were you and I had that conversation with other people, other supports in his life. I would make an action plan, right, and say, hey, guys, listen, like, this is something that's available and out there for us. We just have to pick up the phone and ask for help, right? Um, and I think so the I other can, thing that you could you. potentially – oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, so I can call you guys when we uh, after I speak to her and everything, and you can help us through the steps? Yes, 1-800-RECOVERY. Absolutely. 1-800-RECOVERY. Yes. yes, that's the number. Okay. Write it. You. Write that's, it down. That's the information. Yeah. I I don't have to, I don't have to. I know what I know the number. Okay. <laughs> I've lost my I lost my cousin to to heroin. I've lost four of my friends. I was I'm a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor and I've lost people in my own in my group. So there's I know that number by heart. So it doesn't you know, I, I've called about other people and, and, and given the number out. But I, I this, this, these drugs is just killing youth in this country. Horrible. Well, thanks for the call. Right. Thanks for the call. Thanks right. and good luck with that. All right, bye. Good luck with that, Monica. Th- that's that's a, a, a typical call. Should he set up an intervention with you? Yeah. So there's there's you know steps, right? So what what it would look like? He would call in. He would just give you know general information. Um, one of the one of the advisors who were to answer the phone, um, they would be able to kind of walk him through what the next step 
would be. Um, so that initial phone call would be very like informational based. Um, and then, and then it would be transferred directly over if we've identified that there's no way that, you know, the person who's struggling themselves is willing to move forward. It would go right to our intervention team. Absolutely. Yep. So he would, he would set that up and then what do they do that they sort of gather all together and then they invite the person over and then they do the intervention? Is that how it works? Yeah, so the intervention team, a member of the intervention team would reach out to the family members who we've identified as being supportive for the patient, right? And they would kind of do an initial assessment over the phone. They have to understand who the patient is, what the family dynamic is. That's really important in order for them to be successful. Um, a lot of the work is done over the phone. And then once all that initial stuff is taken care of, um, there are plenty of times when the intervention teams are kind of like regionalized. So depending on where the person is calling in from, that, that'll determine who goes out and meets with the family in person. Um, but yeah, I mean, the typical time span from like, say, someone calling in, right, um, and who is seeking intervention services, it can be like four to five days. And, and that's pretty short, you know, it's, um, it can move pretty quickly as long as everybody's on the same page. Now, four to five days, I would think, now maybe I'm wrong, maybe the person can change their mind. No? Yes? Yeah. Well, you mean the, the family who wants to help them get into treatment? Not not them, but, but the person themselves. But they don't know it's coming, Oh, right? yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they don't, right. So okay. they, don't, they don't know it's coming, okay. right? But that's where the intervention team comes in. Oh. And their success rate is through the roof, right? Like 88, 90% success rate of the intervention team having the people who they are intervening on agree to come into treatment once they've gone through their process. Well, that's that's a really high percentage. I mean, that's very high. They do really good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do really they, good work. They do. And and that speaks to me making the call and then really setting this thing up where they can be successful at it, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about the crisis calls. But let's talk about the, the general calls. Uh, what are like the middle of the road calls? They're not in crisis, but they're, they're, they're addicted, but they're, they're not addicted. Uh, talk about that. Is, do you get a lot of those kind of calls? Yeah, I think those are our toughest calls, right? Like when I, when I hear you ask that question, I think about the functioning alcoholic. I think about, you know, say Bill. This is a hypothetical yes. who is an extremely high functioning, like high level executive at his company, but can't stop drinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, to the outside world, he's very successful. He has a family. He has a home. He has a good job. Um, but he knows deep down in his heart that he's struggling. Right. And it might not be as apparent to the outside world as somebody who's homeless living on the streets. Um but those calls are just as important, if not more important, because it's our job to make them realize that there there really is no middle of the road call when it comes to the disease of addiction. Right. Like we have to help them understand like this is life or death, because guess what? You might not be at the point where you're shaking when you don't have a drink. But I can guarantee you if time goes by and you don't get the help you need, you'll get there. Yeah, you will be. You know? Yeah, you so will be. Yeah, I think we need to treat every single call as a life or death 
situation. And it's our goal. And it's our goal to help them realize that. You know, the perception is that the drug addicts and the alcoholics are the, the ones in Kensington, which is the part of Philadelphia where there's a rampant drunk drug use. But that's yeah. not that that's not that's part of it. But the other part is the major part is people who are just walking around every day and, and you, you don't really know that they are addicted, but they are and they're functioning and maybe they're not functioning as well, but they're functioning. Correct? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And and you gave the example like I'll I'll say, you know, from my from my personal experience, I grew up in a wonderful family in a in a fabulous neighborhood, amazing school district, had every, everything I could have possibly wanted for in my life. And I ended up an addict, right? Like there, we have to get out of this idea that we can identify people who are struggling or who need help just by their outside circumstances. Um, no matter what walk of life, you know, no matter what walk of life you're in, uh, you're not immune to this disease. And I think that's, that's some of our hard, our toughest phone calls is getting people to admit that on the phone and that they, that they need help. I mean, I can't tell you how many excuses that we hear on the phone of reasons why they can't get sober, you know, um, and really breaking through those tough conversations and helping people realize that you're no different than the person who's homeless on the streets of Kensington. That's really what brings them to the point where they realize that, OK, maybe I do need help, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh we're coming up on our final break of the morning. We still have a few minutes left with Monica Haynes. She is the supervisor, the Mission Center supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. 609-407-1450. We have time for one or two more quick calls. And again, the number for Recovery Centers of America, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. I'm John DeMassey. We'll come back with final thoughts on hour number three and our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series after these words. Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. 
The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Our partners here with Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series, our Recovery Centers of America. And again, that number, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Again, 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. And I always say this, a 24-7 hotline, and they answer right away. So feel free to call if you need help. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Monica Haynes, our guest with Recovery Centers of America. She is the Mission Center Supervisor. And our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. Monica, I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the number one excuse why they don't need the treatment? (laughs) Oh, goodness. I would, I would have to say it would definitely be work. It's, it's always, it's always something that has to do with like the job, right? Or the family life. I've heard, you know, Oh, well, my daughter's birthday is, is coming up and I can't miss my daughter's birthday or I have this really big presentation for work. And you know, although I need to come in and get help and I know that I can't miss work, how am I supposed to just disappear for a month without my job finding out that I'm struggling? Um, so it's definitely work and then family life. I have, the, I have the answer for that. You have outpatient treatment. Okay. <laughs> Say that. Well, we do. I, I know that. <laughs> yes, I, I, okay. So, so that, that really, uh, that, that knocks out that excuse. Uh, any, uh, any other excuses yes. that they, uh, that they use? Um, I mean, there's an array, right? You hear things crazy like, well, you know, my dog is sick and there's <laughs> going to be no one to take him to the vet. You know, I mean, we hear everything. Um, some of them, some of them are, are true, right? Some of them are valid, and we really try to work with people. Like, perfect example, we have WorkFlex program, right, at a couple of our facilities right yeah. now where people are allowed to engage in their what they bring their laptop. They do check-ins um, with their job while they're, they, you know, they have to do the clinical programming during the day, but then they can check their emails at night, et cetera, right? And that's something that we find that's been very helpful to a lot of people, Um but yeah, I mean, there's, there's been instances when we've been able to kind of pivot to outpatient where we have, we've identified like, Hey, you know, maybe this person doesn't need an actual, you know, seven day physical medically monitored detox, but in order to improve their quality of life, let's get them set up with outpatient a couple of times a week. So they have an outlet. So they have support so that their, their whole life doesn't fall apart. Right. Because we know that's what's common if someone doesn't get help. Yeah, so yeah. it's nice to have that option for the people who are kind of like teetering between really needing inpatient treatment and being okay with like an in and outpatient setting as well. Is there anything you can say to those who are, well, they don't know that they need the help, but they need the help. Is there anything you can say, yeah. and also to the families of people who are addicted, who who want want to help them, but they don't know how? Yeah, I think I think to the people who are struggling, my my main message is that 
there are people who don't even know you who care and who understand exactly what you're going through and can help you solely based on the fact that they've been through what you're going through now. There's this, you know, misconception that just because we're answering the phone and you don't know us and we're, you know, sitting in a call center that we don't care, I can guarantee you because I work with these folks day in and day out for years now, we care. And really the same message to the families because what some family members don't understand is that they're just as sick as the people who are struggling with addiction and they're enabling their loved ones without even understanding that they're enabling them and they need the help just as much as the people who are struggling. And we care. I can guarantee you, we care. And I know that there are a lot of programs for families at RCA that really help them through this process when it yep. comes to you know the loved ones. And they do enable. I, I, I do believe that. Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think... <clears throat> oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You, you go ahead. Well, I was going to share that um, we believe that the family is the most important piece, right? Yes. Because ultimately when these people come out of treatment, they're going back to their families. And if their families aren't prepped and armed with the facts and the reality of this disease, the, the, the chance that they will succeed in long-term sobriety goes down significantly, right? So it's our job to connect with the family to help them understand the disease of addiction and that, and then also to help them understand the impact that they can have if they play a positive role and if they set boundaries and if they are clear with those boundaries and stay consistent, it can make all the difference in the world. And people need help to understand that, you know? Monica, we thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure and we certainly learned a lot today from you. Monica Haynes, the Mission Center Recovery Supervisor at Recovery Centers of America. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Monica, a pleasure. And we'll look forward to having you on again soon. I appreciate it so much, John. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too. And that's going to wrap up another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, we're here every Saturday, 9 till noon, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks to Chris Coleman for producing. Thanks to Monica Haynes. And thanks to you for listening, because without you, we don't have a show. I'm John DeMassey. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next week here on Talk With a Purpose. <laughs>